My Savior art thou. Oh, we're not singing that song. We're just singing it now. I love thee because thou. All right. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And we are. Let me just put this over here. I'll leave it here. Ephesians 4. We're going to look at primarily verses 20 to 24, although I reserve the right to vary from that direction. (laughs) Ephesians 4. In fact, let's do this. Let's pray. Father, would you please help me to settle down, I pray, Lord, and I realize, recognize that apart from you, I can do nothing. Father, would you please, as you told Jeremiah, I will put my words in your mouth. I'm asking for the same, Lord. Let the words I speak be your words to people, Lord. Let them bring life, healing, wholeness, Lord. Your truth, Lord. We commit our time and our hearts to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Well, Actually, let's start with verse 17. I was going to start with 18 or 20, but I decided to change my mind. So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer as the Gentiles walk also, or also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity, with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed, or since you have heard him and have been taught in him just as the truth or truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside or put off the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Now, what he's doing here is he's laying some doctrinal foundation. Doctrinal foundation is, hey, listen, things are brand new in Jesus. Okay? He's saying, listen, you used to live like the Gentiles in the world, or those who are lost. You used to live like that. You used to think like that. But things are new now. How many guys? Um, how many guys desire new things? How many guys desire new things? How many guys like to? Sh- how many ladies like? Oh, okay, I just. How many people like to shop? Okay, nobody likes to shop. Okay, come on now. Okay, you got QVC on your clicker. You got the. You got the coupons in the mail. You got the sales dialed in. You just love the shop, right? How many of you guys like, how many, who likes to shop? Coupon. Okay. You like to shop. You like to buy new stuff, right? Now, I know certain people like to shop for clothes. How many of you guys like to shop for clothes? Shoes. What's wrong with the other pair of shoes? No, it's because it's a new pair, right? These, these pair of shoes go with this new outfit I got you, right? It has to have the same tone, right? Purses, okay. We like new stuff, right? 
We like, we like new stuff, don't we? I mean, I look at my closet. How many of you guys look in your closet? You're like me. And you got clothes, and you guys, you walk in your closet. Let's imagine you have a, a decent, you know, the closet, and you walk past a lot of clothes. And then you, you, there's that one, two, three, or four, there's five shirts that you like to wear only. But the 35 shirts you don't like to wear. But you still pass by them, right? Well, that's a good shirt, good shirt, good shirt. Nope. And you always go to the favorite. Oh, your pants too. I, I'm lucky because I, you know, wear dress pants and they're black and they're easy to pick, you know. But jeans, I got pairs of jeans that are my favorite jeans. I have some jeans that are just sitting there that I just don't like to wear. They're still sitting there. They just get looked at. They take up space. But I have three, maybe four pairs of jeans I wear all the time. And I go to those pairs of jeans, and when I decide to finally buy a new pair of jeans, I'll probably keep the old ones and add add some new ones. So we like new stuff. We like stuff that's new. Um... If you had to change, if you had to, um, if you had to, uh, I want you to, let's play fill in the blank, okay? If I could change one thing, it would be, if I could change one thing about my house, let's say, it would be what? The kitchen. Okay. If I could change one thing, hint, hint, you know, hey, Jesse, hint, hint, kitchen, you know. If I could change one thing about my job, it would be a different one, right? Or more money for it. If I can change one thing about my spouse, now I'm I'm meddling now. If I could change one thing about my spouse, it would be what? Yeah, you better not say anything because you know your spouse is. <laughs> you, you say one thing and you're walking home, right? Okay, let's do this. If I could change one thing about me, it would be what? I don't know about you, but, but one of the things that, 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 that we love is new things. But we love the fact that there's new things that come out, but sometimes we get, we dis, we get discouraged. We're like, if, you know, if I can only change, I'll tell you what my personal thing is. If I could change one thing, okay, I'll say two things. Two things. One, not in any order, that I, could, I, would, I would love to be able to sing. I have a singing voice, which I don't, so I'll never sing. I'll lip sync, and I'll mumble. My daughter can sing, praise the Lord, that's a gift from God. So first thing is, it was singing. Second thing I would be, I would ask, it would be, this is now, now I'm really, Terry, I'm getting real here, okay? So just be gracious with me. <clears throat> confidence. If there's one thing that I know is a hang up in my life, it's Confidence. As far as, as, as I remember in fifth grade, fifth grade, mind you, fifth grade, I'm at my 
fifth grade class, and I remember we had to do some English assignments, and then we had to take the assignment up to the teacher and have her grade it in front of us. So you're sitting at the desk. It's intimidating enough being with your teacher and your... But I would look at her and watch her kind of like this, like afraid. And she said, why are you so unconfident? You're on the honor roll. You see your name, you're you're at 94% or whatever the percentage was. You're on the honor roll. But for some reason, I wasn't certain that I was doing the language part correct. I just sort of, I just did it, but I wasn't really solid on it, right? That was in 19, oh gee was how old are you in fifth grade? Like 10? 11? So maybe 78, 79? 1978, 79. Some of you guys were even born in 78, 79. Okay? I still remember, listen, I still remember that I was not confident. And that has been, in my life, has been the biggest tripping point. Lord, can you just make me confident? You know, if I could just change one thing, it would be confidence, right? Sometimes, let's, hold on, let's do this. Do you know what we read last week? Yes, we, uh, we read last week. In verse, I want you to look at verse, now where's my glasses? See, I'm getting old now. Oh yeah, that's better. In verse 21, we talked about the truth, of, the truth that's in Jesus, right? He says, just as you've been taught in him, you've heard of him, you've been taught in him, and truth is in Jesus. And last week we talked about the fact that truth in the world varies. Truth is based on your feelings, right? I feel this to be true. I feel that to be true. But in life, in the Christian life, truth is found, it is, it is rock solid. It will not move, right? You could t- take it to the bank. There's two things that Jesus says, he says, listen, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word, uh-uh, it will all, it would never pass away, Okay? foundational upon life is the word and truth of God. You can go like this all you want. It's not, no, no, I might break this. I look pretty ridiculous jumping around, you know. It's not going to move. You can test it. You can try to bomb it. You can try to move it. It will not move. You can take that to the bank. We need that because too much of life is walking around on shaky ground, Right? Does he love me? I don't know. Does she love me? Oh, will they be faithful to me? I don't know. Well, what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. And it's shaking, it's shaking, it's shaking. Now you guys are laughing because I... <laughs> Sorry. But the truth... So Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, my word will not. Okay. I need you to listen. There are things in our life that we hold on to as if they were true, and they're not truth. There are things that we hold on to that have been impressed on us. Have you guys ever been to a, I don't know, maybe a new place and you would uh, fill out a name, think, hello, my name is, right? Our name identifies us, doesn't it? 
Hi, my name is John. Right? It's my name. It's who I am. Right? But sometimes we have things that have been impressed on our life and our soul that's not, not us. Um, where did my Bible go? Look what Paul says here as we look at the text. He gives us three exhortations in these verses. He says in verse 22, he says, listen, that in reference to your former manner of life, first, you lay aside the old self. Some translations have you put aside. Secondly, it will be in verse 23 that you renew, you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. We'll talk about that. And then thoroughly put on the new self. Okay. Sometimes there are things about us that we carry and we present it as if it was us. Here's an example. Um, I am fill in the blank. Okay, I am shy. There's one. I'm shy. Sometimes there are things about us that we tell ourselves and they're not foundational on truth. Here's one. I will be acceptable if I work hard. In fact, I'll only be accepted if I contribute something. Or my value is tied to what I do. So when I work hard, so work hard means I'm worth something. Okay? My handwriting is terrible. That's truth, actually, but that's okay. If I work hard, I'm valuable. What else? Um, I I will always be known as. Have you guys ever read the book, um, The Scarlet Letter? Oh, come on, English class. Okay, I had to read it, right? Is it Matthew Hawthorne? Is that his name? Hester Prynne? I never had to read in Mrs. Sheely's class in English. Young lady got, she was an adulteress. And she had to sew on an A. And everywhere she went, she was known as the adulteress. She had to carry that around. She had to wear that around. She identified herself as... Sometimes we walk around and we identify ourselves as what was done to us. For example, we may say, I'm I'm unlovable. Here's one. You guys got really quiet now. You 
will never change. How many of you guys have heard that before? You'll never change. You're just like your father. You'll, uh, sorry, my mom. <laughs> my mom just made me a grandma. Said, but I'm just using an illustration, mom. My grandma said, right. You're just like your father. This is my grandma talking to my dad. You're just like your father. You'll, you'll da 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 da, you know. You'll never change, right? So you walk around. I can't change. You can't read this handwriting. Actually, I'll tell you what. Failure. What's that? Your failure. How about this? How about, in fact, not just the lies we tell ourselves or the lies that somebody told us, um, I don't matter. You know, they'll be fine without me. Life will go on. They don't need me. I'm not, I don't matter. Um, do I look ridiculous or what? <laughs> Paul says that in reference to your former matter of life, verse 22, you lay aside the old self. What's the old self? The old self is the old, it is a part of us that identifies with Adam. What's Adam known to be? What is he known as? Well, he's the first dude, right? He's the first guy, but he's also the one who introduced sin. Okay? So before we came to Jesus, we were sons of Adam. And we lived our lives according to Adam. Not, sorry, Adam. You're <laughs> it's unfortunate. No, your name's a great name. You're just <laughs> Are you the firstborn? Oh, good. So that's okay. There's biblical reason for that, you know. But <laughs> oh, your, real, your first name's David. Mill name's David. Okay. That's good. You had a first David, a first Adam, and a, okay. He says that you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted. That word corrupted means it is in constant decay. Like there's no improvement for that. Fact, let's do this. Okay, so Adam. Adam, according to that verse, man, I'm just like throwing stuff everywhere, aren't I? Where's my glasses? Oh, man. Watch this, watch this. He says that in reference to your former manner of life, the way you live life daily, the way you thought about life daily, you, you put that aside. That, the word there means to take off a garment. It's, it was used to actually, if you were being baptized, you would take off your regular clothes and put on baptismal clothes. You know, it's to take off your clothes. Um, and that your old self is being corrupted... With, and the word decorupted means it's, it's never, it's constant, it's never to be improved. See, sometimes we look for self-improvement, right? We, see, we look and say, well, how can I improve myself? You can't. 
You can watch Oprah, Dr. Phil, all those great shows and great, great books. You could read all and study all that and you'll be the same person. You say, I wish I were brand new. But being brand new is not about improving what was old, right? My old pair, I have a pair of jeans. Tell my old, right? I got a pair of jeans, right? You know how when you wear them out and you can, you, you hang them up to the sunlight, you know, and you see the holes? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? In the bottom, you see, right by the pockets, you know, you hang them up, and I could see these giant holes. You know, guess what? Those, I never wear those jeans ever again. Guess what? I still have them. I still have those. What am I doing? Oh, well, maybe I can sew them and patch them up. Yeah, great. Guess what? You can sew and patch them up. Eventually, those, tear, those holes are going to tear up even more. Maybe that's fashionable. Maybe someday they'll be, you know, because some guys have holes in their knees. You know, that's pretty fashionable. Maybe it'll be a different thing, but, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ready to introduce that, that into therapy or whatever it is. Skinny jeans. Skinny jeans. So listen. The old self cannot, it is in constant decay with no, it is not going to be improved. It's just rearranging the furniture, right? Honey, we, knew, we need a new kitchen, so let's move that chair over here. The kitchen's the same. Think of it this way. This is what Paul's trying to say. Your former matter of life, it was a life lived under Adam. Adam was the first man. He committed the first sin. And all of the children of Adam, guess what? Followed suit. You go from Genesis 3, the fall, Genesis 4, the first sin. Cain and Abel, right? Cain, Cain was jealous of Abel, threw a rock, whatever, you know. First murder. By Genesis 6, it got so bad that God sent the flood. So the flood comes. After the flood, guess what? You think everything's all warm? Nope. Guess what? Tower of Babel, you got, it goes downhill again. Genesis 12, God calls Abraham or Abram to then say, hey, listen, I have a new plan. It's going to take some time. Eventually, I'm going to bring a Messiah through Abraham. Eventually, I'm going to have to make things all new. It's not about reconfiguring Adam. So Adam... And putting off the old self, or it's like this. Now, okay, these are some of my clothes. Can I, let's see, is it better up here, or you guys see okay? Okay, now, oh yeah, so, now, now, how many of you guys like to, to dress up? Just me, CL, a couple of us, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now, listen, I like to wear, I like to, listen, I like to, like to chill in jeans and the shirt, you know, I'll just have my flip-flops on, just be totally chillax, right? Come on, I'm down with that too. <clears throat> All right. Oh, man. So, I got some clothes in my closet, and um, now, you wear clothes for different occasions. Um... Sometimes you wear clothes for, you, you, wear, you ever notice like when you have to go to a wedding, right? How many of you guys like going to weddings? Okay. Or you go to like say, okay, weddings. Let's say, okay, Jesse and Elma, your daughter got married. We dressed up. We had a fun time at your daughter's wedding, right? Get, to, get to, the suit that you only wear like three or four times a year, except Brother CL wears them every week, you know? <laughs> 
Listen, <laughs> dude, you're an easy target, dude. <laughs> so the suit, come on, you guys, like, there's that special dress, maybe, with the shoes, maybe you went shopping, or you had the purse and all that, because you're like, hey, this wedding, and especially if you're single, right? If you're a single girl and you go to a wedding, you're hoping it's a Christian wedding, let's say. Christian, okay. <laughs> come on, you're right? Hey, I wonder if so-and-so is going to be there, right? And so you put on, you put on your best outfit, and you feel, hey, you feel good, don't you? Right? It does something to you, doesn't it? When you wear, when you wear something, right? When I'm working in the yard, and I'm putting on my grubbies, I don't, I haven't worked in, let's pretend I do, before. when I'm, when I do work in the yard, when I put on, do, I'm working on grubbies, and I'm putting on, and I know that, hey, it's conducive to that, what I'm doing. But there's something about when you put on certain clothes, you're like, hey, hey. Now this, obviously this is not a shirt that is conducive to Jack, but sometimes when you put on, it does something to you, don't, doesn't it? You're like, <laughs> now this doesn't match, okay, let's, you know, but normally, you, you, you walk differently, don't you? You're like, you, you, your head's, your head, you held your, your heads up like this. You're like, hey, this is nice. Right? Here's what happens. By the way, I do wear these clothes right here. <laughs> I do. What happens is this is when Paul says, put off your old self, that old self, how many of you guys like to watch sports? Yeah. Oh, man, everybody, right? Sports. Um, now, I brought, a, I brought a D-backs jersey. I wish I brought, I don't know, maybe a different jersey, but I don't have a non-D-backs jersey. I actually used to have, what's their old colors? Purple, right? I gave that away. I don't know why I did that. So... <clears throat> Yeah, there's my D-backs jersey. And I have, this is Rainey Johnson on the back. Here, yeah. Hall, Hall of Famer, right? Okay. Paul says, when we were in, when we are, our old self is identified with a particular team. And that team is Adam. So let's say this is Team Adam. Let's get rid of, let's say here's Team Adam. Okay. And uh, let's put this over here. So, with Team Adam, here's the coach's uniform. Team Adam, this is workaholic, dude. He's on the team. He feels like he's got to work a lot. This is Shy Guy. This is the adulteress. Put him on the special hook right here. I'll explain this in a second. Oh, I'm unlovable. Let me add a few more. Actually, he says, in accordance with lust of deceit, is what he says in the verse. The idea of lust is wanting. Something that can't satisfy, right? And lust always lies. 
Eve, if you take the fruit and eat of it, you'll be just like God. Now, if, if it was 2 o'clock in the morning and he's on, he's on the TV, we'd like, that's a, that, that, that is a salesman, but he presents it in such a way that it makes you feel good. Eve, don't you want to be like God? Don't you want to be... Come on, Eve. Or how about this? I can't live without that person. I can't live without this person. I need them. They're my life. I'll do anything for him or her. Some of us carry around shame and guilt. Those are hard ones. Shame and guilt. Watch this. So here's, you guys can't see all this, right? Watch this. So here's, here's team Adam. Adam, not you, Adam. This is team Adam. And while we were in team Adam, oh, I'm messing with my, Team Adam. While we were in Team Adam, we lived a particular way. We said, I need, I gotta have, I need fulfillment. And we tried to improve ourselves, right? And Adam's a coach. You gotta listen to the coach. Sometimes we try really hard to improve ourselves. I'm gonna try to be more confident. I'm going to try to feel more valuable, but I, somehow I just can't get out. I, I just can't get out of me that, that something, I have to do something in order to feel valuable. So I, I'll, I'll stay busy. I'll do different things to make my, I, I'm contributing. See how I'm valuable by what I contribute. So we walk in fear. While we were on Team Adam, there's no change. In fact, let me show you something. This is from my dry cleaners. This is actually a perfect illustration. This was the adulteress and the shame and guilty guy. This says, sorry, we're sorry to inform you that we tried everything to remove your stain, but we're unsuccessful. While we were in the world, while we were unbelievers, we tried everything to remove our guilt, our shame, our wounds. Guess what happens? Watch this. Watch this. Paul says, take these off. Now, I'm not going to put this on, but let's say I did, right? He says, take, take off the old man. Here's what happened. When you became a Christian, if you're a believer, how many of you guys watch sports and there's something called the trade deadline? What happens at the trade deadline? Usually a lot of people move, right? So here's a player. He's on one team, and a new team picks him up. That team used to have, hey, this unlovable character. But he became a Christian. And now he's with Team Jesus, right? Now guess what? When you switch teams in sports, 
Do you have to take your old uniform with you? Now, imagine this. Imagine that you get traded. In fact, this happened one time in baseball. Like, in the middle of the game, a guy got traded to the team they were playing. Isn't it the same? The team they were playing. Who was it? The D-backs and... It was Ian Candy. He used to be a pitcher. He got traded in the middle of the game from our team to the team across the field. To the, to the Dodgers or was it the Padres? So we're playing the Dodgers and our, one of our ace pitchers in the middle of the game gets traded. He has to go from our clubhouse, this actually happened, to the opposite team's clubhouse. I think, was it at Chase Field? At, uh, over there. Imagine this. Do you think he's going to bring his D-backs jersey with him? Hey, I'm ready to play. Hold on, let me put on my D-backs jersey. Is he going to do that? No. What's he going to get? Hey, you're on our team now. You're on Team Jesus now. There's no shame on Team Jesus. Romans 8 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. You felt condemned over here in Team Adam. You couldn't perform on Team Adam. And nothing was good enough. Is this making sense? Watch, now, I'm, I, haven't reached, I haven't reached my point yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just be patient. I got a point to make, a, a major point. When you became a Christian, you now have a new identity. Now, when you come to the new team, you still maybe have the old team's philosophies in you. That's why Paul says, now, take off the old uniform. You're going to have to change how you think because you have a new coach. He's got a different system of playing. And you have a new uniform you're, play, you're playing with. He's, Paul says, put off the old clothes, be transformed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self. Look at verse 24. That new self has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Okay, look at the contrast. Look at verse 22. The old self was, was, is being corrupted. It is constantly in decay. It never measures up. It never changes. It never adds to you. It detracts from you. It never builds you up. It takes you down. It never heals your pain. It actually worsens your pain. Does that make sense? The old self, see this, here's, okay, watch this. The old, that's what the old self was. But the new self has been created in the likeness of God. Righteousness and holiness of the truth. Here's what's interesting. In Colossians, do you guys have the Colossians verse? In Colossians, you want to bring up Colossians 3. Go to Colossians 3 real fast. I want to show you something. It's a little comparison because Paul says something very similar in Colossians. Paul says in Colossians 3, he says, this is interesting. This, he's using very similar language, in fact. And, and commentators and scholars are kind of like debating how should we translate this. In Colossians 3, he says this. Where's my Bible here? Um, verse 1. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You don't belong to this team anymore. You belong to team Jesus now. When Christ died, you died. Oh, man. 
When Christ died, you died. When he was crucified, you were crucified. But guess what? When he was raised up, guess who else was raised up with him? Do you know when, it, when Jesus was raised up, Paul uses a new word to describe his body. He gets a new body, right? Which we haven't, we, we haven't got that body yet, right? We're still wearing the old jeans, right? And someday we're going to get this new body. But here's what happens. Paul uses a new word. It's, it's, it means spiritual body, and it doesn't decay. It doesn't die. It doesn't get sick, right? It can pass through walls, all kinds of cool stuff. You know, you think Batman's really cool? Batman can't pass through walls, you know? Neither can Superman, except he punches away, you know? Okay. Yeah. So listen. In Christ, everything is brand new. You say, I wish I were fill in the blank. Jesus says, you already are filled in the blank. See, sometimes we say, I lack, and we look to ourselves. Well, I must find it somewhere within myself to fill that lack. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I've already completed and filled everything up. And everything that I have, I give to you. You are unrighteous, but I give you my righteousness. You are sinful, but I took away your sin, so you're sinless. Think about this. Here's the problem. Here's the, here's, here's the thing that we face. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what we do. We become Christians, and we want to haul up our whole closet and bring it to... And we want to... We want, it to, we want to be over here with Team Jesus and still act like this is true. Yeah, I know I'm saved, but you know, I'm always going to be this. Man, that's a... Who's Eeyore, right? Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on now. No, actually, when you're in Christ, Paul says, you are a new creation. All things, all things, even that thing has passed away. All things are new. Here's the, here's the, the, the tension that we have. Oh, man, I had you go to Colossians 3, then I got sidetracked. Oh, man, this is happening. Okay, oh, boy. Okay, can I go back to Colossians? I'll come back to this. Okay, you guys are, are gracious and, and, and very, you're, you're good. Because I want to point something out. In Colossians 3, here's what's happening. Watch this. He says, where's Colossians? It's over here. It's on this side of the book. He says, when Christ, verse 4, or for, verse 3, let's see. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is now hidden with Christ. I don't see your blackness anymore or your sin anymore, your shame anymore. In fact, that's all covered. And now you have, I just, you're just, you know, it's front or back. All I see is Jesus. Okay? Your life is, is, is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, verse 4, is revealed, then you also be revealed. Therefore, consider the members of your body as Earthly body is dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, greed. Consider that all dead. Skip on up. All right, go to verse 8. But now you have also put them all aside. Here's what Paul's saying. 
Paul's saying here, in, in Colossians, you have done that already, right? You've put that aside. You've already done that. When you came to Christ, that's what happened. You put away the old things. But go back to Ephesians. Here's what Paul is saying in Ephesians. He says in Ephesians 4, I want you to do it now. You see that? One, the scholars will say it's, it's an indicative infinitive, basically. It happened back in Colossians. Hey, when you came to Christ, you did that. You said, take these clothes. Hey, you guys like car- yard sales? How many of you guys like to take your stuff and sell it at a car and just thank the Lord it's out of the house? Okay, the rest of you guys are hoarders, right? You can't, it's hard to get rid of clothes because I am, you know, anyway. When you came to Christ, all of your, all of these old stuff have gone, right? So in Colossians, Paul says, that happened. But in Ephesians, he says, now I'm sort of commanding you, make it happen again. Now what's the deal with that? And in one sense, both are true. In one sense, Paul says, you are saints. You are saints. You're called the saints, as he says in Romans, in 1 Corinthians, and almost every other letter he writes. But then he says, but yet pursue sanctification. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, etc., etc. In Romans 6, he says, So now present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. He says in Colossians 2, look at, verse, uh, look at Colossians 2. I know I'm, I'm, I'm going everywhere, aren't I? Watch this. In Colossians 2, look at verse 10. Watch this. In Colossians 2, verse 10. And in him you have been made what? Say it again. Say it again. Say, I, in Christ, I have been made complete. I have been made complete. In Christ, I have, in him, I have been made complete. That's hard to say sometimes because you know, come on, Pedro, I look at myself and I say, man, I lack I just told you, I, said, I lack confidence, right? And I lack singing voice, or I lack whatever, fill in the blank. So I'm like, well, I just look, and I'm like, I'm still lacking. So how can Paul say I'm complete? What's the truth? God's word's the truth, right? Sometimes here's what happens. We react to how we feel, right, more than what God says is true. We often wait, hey, until I feel differently, I won't believe it. So we wait for our feelings to change before we believe the truth. In reality, the opposite should be true. Believe the truth and your feelings will follow. Because your feelings ought to follow God in obedience. If you have feelings that are disobeying God, according to God's word, they're going to be all over the place. Does that make sense? So he says, you have been made complete, or actually, um, you're, you're, you've been, you're, 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 you're full of God. You're, you've been full of, you've been completing God. But yet in Ephesians 3, 18, he says that I want you to be filled with the fullness of God. Here's the idea. <clears throat> we do not take off, we don't take off our old self. We don't do this. We don't take off our old self in order to earn this. We take off our old self 
because we've been traded. Now here's what happens. Now we're a Christian, if you're a believer, and you can still, you can still, still hear your coach in your ear, can't you? You're in this, it's the same game. Now you're wearing a new uniform, and the coach is yelling across saying, Core, now you better not steal home, or you better not, you better, you know, and here's talking to you, right? And so you're so in tune to listen to that old coach, you're like, okay, okay, right? Meanwhile, your new coach is like, hey, time out, whose team are you on? Here, I'm throwing clothes everywhere. Watch this. Oh, boy. We don't take off the old self in order to become new. We are new because of Christ. And because of that, we get to take off our old self. I want to share my, my um, sort of my main point. Oh, about time, John. It's like five after seven and... No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Are you guys with me still or am I... Here's the challenge we have. The first challenge is to stop listening to our old coach. Remember that you're in Christ now. And you're hidden. All of this stuff that I wrote down is now hidden with Christ. Let's stick there. It stays there. Can't see it anymore, can you? Now, let me ask you a question. What's the biggest issue for believers? I think one of the biggest issues as a believer, knowing I have tendencies to this, I have this guilt and the shame, I have this thing that I knew I couldn't handle, but I know Jesus took care of it, but still, I still feel blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Sometimes we, we have a hard time putting this on. We have a hard time putting on, well, truth instead of lies. I'm righteous in God's sight because of Christ. Sometimes we don't feel worthy of the things that Jesus says are true of us in Christ. What affects the kind of clothes a person wears, and what I mean by clothes, I mean how they behave whether in belief that they are a Christian and can wear righteous uniform. What affects the kind of clothes a person wears or what they choose for themselves is who they believe themselves to be. If you think you're still this, I will always be this, you'll have a hard time putting on this. Does that make sense? If you believe, he says, this is the past. God took care of the past. He buried it. 
I have a new, I have, I'm a new creation. I'm brand new. I think this is probably my tendency is, is I, still, I still think I need to deserve God's love and grace and try to earn it. And I try harder. Jesus says, you're justified. You're my child. And so I have to say, I'm going to take this off and say, Lord, I'm going to respond and say, I believe what your word says. And I'm passing around clothes left and right. Does that, any of this make sense? So when Paul says, let me just finish up. When Paul says, back in Ephesians, and we'll finish up here. He says, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with lust and deceit, that you be renewed, think differently in your mind. I am a child of God now. I have been clothed in Christ's righteousness. I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything is brand new. I was incomplete out of Christ. Now I'm complete in Christ. I have been redeemed and my sins are all forgiven. I used to live with condemnation, but now in Christ, I'm free from condemnation. Paul says, renew your mind in that aspect and put on that new self which God has created in his image in righteousness and holiness of the truth. This will enable you to then do what happens later on, speaking, fal- speaking truth instead of falsehood, speaking kind words instead of tearing down words, forgiving instead of unforgiving, being kind and tenderhearted instead and, and forgiving instead of being unkind and hard-hearted. These are possible because of what Jesus Christ has done. So when Paul says, walk new, when he says, don't just hope for new things, believe the things that God has given and walk in those, realize that you're with Team Jesus now and the things that Jesus gives to us, he says, I freely give to you. Is this... I went way over time. <laughs> Listen, in my personal life, and we'll close, in my personal life, it's been like the confidence issue and the condemnation issue. What's, what's my nickname, dude? Martin Luther. Martin Luther um, was a, uh, a Catholic monk, and he felt like he had to do all kinds of stuff to earn God's forgiveness. He would confess so many sins every single day. In fact, the priest would say, Martin, stop. Come to me and you actually, actually sinned. He would confess all kinds of stuff. He would, he would beat himself up. He would whip himself, punish himself to sort of pay to atone for his sin. And then God revealed the fact that the just shall live by faith, that his faith in Christ justified him. That means God took care of all that sin and gave him Christ's righteousness, that he became brand new. 
My tendency in my life is I know that. But sometimes I still take out that, you know, and I beat myself up. And I have to say, wait a second, that's the old, that's the old coach. I don't, I can listen. Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't say, now, Natalie, when you're good enough, then you'll deserve my love. Mm-mm. That's the enemy who speaks that. You'll always be a blank. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Oh, man, you're brand new. You're my child. I love you. There ain't nothing you can do that would change my love for you. Well, but what about this, Lord? I know about that. I took care of that on the cross. What about that? I took care of that as well. Well, can I add something to the equation? No, just accept it. Allow yourself, allow me to clothe you with me, with my righteousness, with my holiness. Accept his grace. Let's pray. Father, I want to pray that tonight, God, that you, first of all, thank you for this time in your word. Thank you for your grace, Lord, that you rescued us from a life of corruption, a life of, of sin and deceitfulness. And for those of us who are believers in this room, Lord, I pray that we would learn to wear the, un- the new uniform, to put on holiness and righteousness of the truth, that we would put on the garment of, of, of truth and of tenderheartedness, of forgiveness, of kindness. We are a new creation in Christ. Our past is gone. With Jesus, we have a brand new future. And Lord, for those who may not be believers or are still on the road to meeting Jesus, Lord, would you, by your Holy Spirit, speak to those of us who are in that place who do feel condemned. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you, you are reaching out to them right now. You are calling them to believe in you, to get rid of the old things and come to you and receive new things, to receive a new life. Lord, thank you that There is no one that that you will ever turn away. No matter where we've been, what we've done, what we've said, your arms are wide open. You're calling people to know you. And so, Lord, I pray by your Holy Spirit, would you speak to us where we're at and lead us where we're at, Lord. Bless our worship time, Lord. Thank you for your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus.